Hey, I'm Rahat. Hi, I'm Hansible. And you're listening to Tech for Humans. Welcome to Tech for Humans podcast. Um, so today we have Pete from No CS Degree. Pete, you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, sure. So um, my name is Pete. I run No CS Degree, which is a blog where I interview developers without the standard computer science degree who have gone on to be successful. So they've either taught themselves code or they've gone through boot camps. And it's really about lots of different career changes and inspiring stories about people getting into tech. Is that kind of like what you do full-time or? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly what I do full-time. So that's awesome. in addition to that, I've also got a kind of side project, which is called nocsok.com, which is a jobs board for the same audience. So it's, it shows you jobs for developers that don't have CS degrees because Increasingly, lots of companies are a lot more forward-thinking about this, which is awesome. So you get more companies where they're willing to take someone on who's a bootcamp grad or has maybe just taught themselves to code. That's great. Is that um, job board only for the UK local jobs or are you doing global? Because I went on your um, bootcamp index and I saw it was like across the board that you had uh, bootcamps listed. Yeah. Um, yeah. The job board is, yeah, it's global. It's funny because, yeah, I'm based in Edinburgh in Scotland and I quite often do sales uh, with like sponsors or companies. And I, I do get this question a lot, but I think, I guess people forget that obviously America's number one country for a lot of things, <laughs> including tech. So it wouldn't make a lot of sense. To answer your question, yes, it is a global jobs board. Um, but yeah, a lot of my my biggest audience by far is America. So, um, and I think you mentioned just there, I'm developing a new website called Bitcamp Index, which hasn't been launched properly yet. And it's kind of in its infancy, but that's going to be a place where you can see all kind of bootcamps around the world and you can filter them by things like price and whether you can uh, defer your payments and even what stack you do. So there's a few websites already, but that talk about boot camps and their directories, but my ones can be a place where you can easily find out, say, I want to learn react in New York city. Show me all the boot camps where I can do this. Nice. Yeah. I had that issue kind of like when I was looking for my boot camp. Hospital actually like found it for me and sent it. I was like, yeah, I'll apply here. But we were kind of just like scrambling, going all over the place, like, oh, there's this boot camp here and that one there. And like, I don't know which one we want to go to. Something like that, I think, would be really, really helpful. Yeah. Um, I really, I really <laughs> just need to get done and finished it. It's one of those things. Um, <laughs> yeah. One of, my, one of my friends was messaging me on Telegram just this week and he's like, Pete, is that out yet? Is that out yet? <laughs> like, oh. But it's a good it's a good thing to have friends like hassling me and absolutely to keep me keep me going. So yeah, I'm hope I really hoping it's gonna be out this week. But it's yeah, basically like it's gonna be a way where you can basically filter by things like stack, city, um like whether you can do it online, whether you can do it part-time. And it's just going to be a way that you can really, uh, really quickly find out a bootcamp for you rather than, I guess, a lot of the websites at the moment. It's more kind of like you give them your email address and then they send you a bunch of 
information, but you know, it doesn't really give the user a lot of control. So I'm wanting to give the user like the ability to choose the bootcamp themselves. Nice. That sounds cool. So um what what bootcamps did you go to out of interest? Um, so I went to a Trilogy bootcamp. So Trilogy partners with like a bunch of different universities. So for me, I went to a bootcamp at Columbia University. Uh, okay. So that was pretty cool. Um, House Bowl's just graduating one right now. Yeah. No, this is my last week. I'm doing the one at Flatiron. I saw it went on your website and I saw like Flatiron listed. Like I've got some kind of deal happening with Flatiron really soon where I'm going to interview one of their uh, graduates uh, who's got a job and so um, basically part of the way I'm monetizing the website is working with bit camps and when they've got really positive outcomes I can do an interview with one of their students one of their graduates and then uh, they yeah it's a basically a yeah a sponsored post so for instance I worked with Holberton School here out in San Francisco, I think is their main campus. And okay. they had a student, uh, Laura, who became a developer for Deezer in Paris uh, after going through their program. So like that was an wow. example of part of the way I made, make uh, revenue for the website is they sponsored an article and uh, yeah, I gave and I interviewed one of their students. Awesome. So I guess um, when you're looking for devs to feature on the site, do you have any type of selection criteria? Uh, yeah. Um, I Yeah, that's a very good question. I kind of, I guess it's maybe a gut thing. I don't have like a really strict criteria. Um, I guess uh, it's probably easier to say if I, if I see someone and like, they have a really, I think is just a, like a really fun, interesting story and it appeals to me. I'll cover them. So uh, there's one person recently, Lee Wark, uh, who- Yeah, I know Lee. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. So weird. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so he was like, a, he went to do CS at university and I think by his own admission, they didn't, just didn't teach him anything useful. Like- I think after one year of college, he could, you know, do hangman in Java and, you know, that's <laughs> not really great. Not really what you want from university. Right. And he, be he became a firefighter and then he became a nurse. Uh, so there are two very different things. And then he wound up getting back into coding. He went to boot camp and then he's now a developer. So that to me is a good story. There's other people like one I refer to a lot would be uh, Taylor Alexis, who <laughs> is an American programmer. She's very big on Twitter and she taught herself to code um, during the evenings after working as a, you know, as a waitress in the fast food restaurant. And every day she would just walk home, code for four hours, go to sleep, and then do you, you know, her like nine, 10 hour shift the next day and then code afterwards. And yeah, now she's doing really well as a developer. So there's no like strict criteria. I guess it's a case of if you have a job as a developer and I think your story is interesting, then <laughs> that's that's the, the main things for me, really. Gotcha. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. And I had a question, like, 
what are you using to like power these websites? So you've mentioned uh, no CS degree, the job board, bootcamp index. Uh, yeah, sure. So basically the blog is powered by Ghost, which is a nonprofit blog, which blogging platform, which is actually set up by someone who is very senior at WordPress and they have a, a bunch of them. I don't know exactly about the politics, but a bunch of them broke away from WordPress right. and decided to do their own thing. And so, yeah, Ghost is really great. It's very popular. It's very good because it doesn't have, a. I mean, it's just got a lot of positives. Everything just kind of works out of the box. It's got um, SEO tools. It's got things like, everything all the there is an option where you can host it for really cheap on like DigitalOcean for like five dollars or something but i pay like i think i pay like 35 dollars and they take care of you know the hosting so as far as i'm mm -hmm. concerned if someone else is dealing with it if there's a spike in traffic then that's better for me <laughs> um yeah. i use i use mailchimp at the moment for the newsletters so that goes out on tuesdays and thursdays now and so that's about it for the blog for the jobs board and bootcamp index at the moment i use this um this website called sheet to site by a ukrainian blogger friend of mine not blogger sorry developer ukrainian developer called andre asimov and here's the guy that is hassling me about getting bootcamp index out there. Uh, and it's really simple, actually. It's basically a way that you can use a Google sheet as your, as your back end, as your content management system. So the front end is in bootstrap and then the back end is just a Google sheet. Um, but I am learning through I'm learning some Django at the moment. So I guess what I'd like to do eventually is to be able to, well, I say eventually in the next month or two, I'd like to just move towards, uh, just, you know, having a solution that I've coded myself and that way I okay. just go, well, it would be cheaper. And also I've got more flexibility and yeah, I just like to like, not, it's not great to be like relying on another platform. If you, if you can like cut gotcha. some dependencies, that's generally a good thing. Yeah. So are you kind of like on a journey to learn to code as well? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's a very, very meta situation. <laughs> um, I start, yeah, I've been kind of like learning to code on and off for a couple of years. And in summer, last summer, I launched NoCS degree and it was really, it was really something to keep myself motivated and like i was already uh speaking to friends on like twitter and telegram and like i'd see lots of people that had really cool stories or making cool websites and had cool jobs and they and like i've asked a lot of them like oh did you like do computer science at university because you know you just got this job where you're earning like you know ten thousand dollars a month or something and you're 21 which is pretty crazy and a right. lot of them were like, no, uh, I taught myself or no, I went to this boot camp. Um, so evolved out of that, but so it was really a combination of 
it was really just a case of I was wanting something to keep myself motivated but then it kind of turned into like my full-time job so I uh, it kind of the business side of making the website work kind of took over if you can see what I mean rather than learning code every day but um I have been getting I've been doing better with the learning recently and I've gotten to habit of I'm working through a YouTube series at the moment on Chanko by this okay. developer called Dennis Ivy and he's on YouTube and he's got like about 2000 subscribers there and he's just kind of I guess he's been he's started out fairly recently so he's got like a few playlists around things like Django and React but he's yeah for whatever reason like his his style of teaching really chimes to me really well and he's got he explains everything really well so he's not like uh you know a really you know big name teacher or anything but i'm just like okay right. this is cool and uh so yeah so i'm wanting to get up to speed with python and django just so i can yeah really have the freedom to like make things uh exactly how i want them to be really uh, other than YouTube, what other resources do you use to, you know, teach? Oh, sorry, learn. Uh, to learn? Um, I'll quite often just uh, search for articles or if I'm stuck on something or if I want to, um, or if I'm more interested in one area, I'll just go on Twitter or I'll go online and I'll search, you know, um, I don't know, like, you can just search for anything. You can search like, oh, you know, how to connect to database in Django and it'll come up with that. And so that's partly how I learn. I guess also I'm pretty good at soaking things up just naturally. So like, well, I obviously read all my interviews and I get tips from there and I'm part of lots of communities on Telegram. So I'm part of some communities like MakerLog and Work in Progress, which is WIP also known as whip uh they're okay. they're two really good communities actually because everyone's really friendly and super helpful and they're quite they're relatively small communities so when i say relatively small they're i guess they're both like a thousand or so or maybe a bit more but it's if this it's the kind of communities where you can ask a relatively dumb question and someone will be like oh yeah this is what you need to do and someone will help you whereas uh, so you won't get like a Stack Overflow oh, yeah. response. I, uh, I never, I never go on there because it's, <laughs> it's just the worst. And just like the times of the times I have asked questions, and you get this bot saying this isn't a question or this yeah. isn't specific <laughs> enough. Where it's just it's just not a very good human way to interact or anything. So yeah, I'd say Whip and MakerLog are really good. I mean. They are based around, I guess, generally speaking, they're based around developers that are, you know, making indie businesses. So they're not exclusively about coding, but most people there are really good developers as well. So, and yeah, I think outside of the kind of <laughs> the Stack Overflow, most developers are very generous with their time. And I guess as well, mm -hmm. anytime you... I guess a lot of developers as well, anytime you ask them a question, it's like a challenge. So they're like, oh, I want to 
work this out so I can help this person. So, yeah. Cool. Awesome. So you've interviewed um, quite a lot of people on um, OCS degree. I guess, um, have you noticed any like patterns for um, the way kind of people kind of like learn? And um, let's say someone who's learning how to code kind of like approached you for advice. Uh, what would you say to them? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I've noticed a couple of things, I guess. Um, one of the things would be to do to code every day. I mean, perhaps not the weekend, but uh, during, <laughs> during the weekdays. Yeah, just I think it's generally a good thing to code a little bit every day, even if it's like an hour or a half hour. And I think it's really just that consistency and making a habit of it um, because it's i mean it's quite it's quite a standard thing to like this is quite a standard thing to say but it's kind of like people generally overestimate how much they can do in a day and underestimate how much they can do in a year or a lifetime so if you right. if you go like head first and you're like oh i'm gonna spend like five hours a day or ten hours a day coding uh then you know you're probably going to burn out quite quickly uh whereas if you can keep it steady and do like an hour or a couple like however much you can do a day every day uh for like you know a year you're going to be in a really good position i think as well another thing that's really good especially for finding jobs would be to yeah just make a little side project and make something that you're interested in so i mean to think about another way if you're if you had two people that were wanting to learn spanish and one person was like i want to learn spanish just so i can learn a language and another person was you know i want to learn spanish so i can uh spend three months with my friends in mexico the the second person is going to be a lot more motivated because they've got something very specific to aim towards you know learning to code is such a such a huge kind of broad concept. Um, and in fact, one of the people I've interviewed has Mark Colbrook, who makes the whip telegram group. He was even saying like, you know, it's a bit like learning to talk. You can't really say exactly like, Oh, when has this person learned to code? It's kind of like a bit by bit gradual process. So it's like, when can you say someone can talk or, or when when can you say oh this person this person can speak Spanish now? So hopefully you've got something like an interesting thing to have in your resume, uh, rather than you know you don't really want to be in a situation where you're doing the same project that you know fifty other developers have on their uh, GitHub because you know you're not you're not standing out that way of course, right. That's actually a good point um, that you mentioned about not, you know, having the same projects as everyone else. Like, that's one of my questions. Like, when I see these tutorials that people can buy into, uh, a lot of them have like, hey, here's top 10 tutorials you can make with JavaScript or Python. Now, do you think there's a way people, what people can do to stand out? And if you think there's something people can do to stand out when they're bootcamp grad as well, because everyone else ends up doing like, same labs and similar projects when they graduate? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess just um, there's obviously, um, you know, infinite ways that with code that you can make things different. So if you 
if you're all working on the same project on a boot camp, I guess, you know, if you can add another feature which makes it different in some way, or you can, you know, change the design uh, so it looks different, or just, you know, anything that you can, anything to make it slightly different. But I guess as well, having, this is probably somewhere where if you're probably more of a unique person, then you can probably stand out more because your project could be something, uh, yeah, completely different. So for instance, one of my mentors is Peter Levels, who is obviously someone, well, for those that don't know, he made Nomad List. He's like a digital nomad. He's been a big okay. a proponent of remote working. So uh, if you look at it kind of globally or holistically, he's a very kind of <laughs> old guy because he's like, you know, most people uh, live in the same place. They don't travel the world. And, you know, he's kind of been able to make a living out of this niche because he has a kind of a different lifestyle because he's, you know, working remotely from all these countries. So if you have some kind of like, I don't know, distinct hobby or something like that, um, you can make a website around that and you could stand out. So if you were, I don't know, if you're someone that's likes coding, but you're also um, like uh, into art, you could make a website for finding like, I don't know, the best galleries when you go abroad or something like that. You know what I mean? So um, definitely having having unique interests are good because then you can make unique web websites as well. Awesome. Um, you've been kind of like, from what I've noticed, sort of cultivating community. You started like a Slack group, I, I noticed on your site. And um, you've got like a sort of a list sharing resources that people have learned to code with on um, NoCS degree uh, based on people you've interviewed. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I've got... Um, Basically, uh, yeah, I've got a on the menu bar for new history. I've got a list where I've gone through. I've so I've interviewed over fifty developers now, and a lot of them have gone through uh, popular online tutors like Westboss is one who um, mm -hmm. is very popular, and uh, Brad Traversy and a whole bunch of other guys. Lots of people that are on to have youth me courses. So yeah, there is, uh, it's hard to keep it up to date because there's people providing courses <laughs> all the time, but yeah, there's definitely, um, yeah, there's resources there. So the people, I mean, I want people to read the articles, but I want also want people to be like, to have an action point afterwards, uh, to, right. yeah. Cool. Um, so you, um, you mentioned that you kind of like do this full time. Do you get like kind of like affiliate links for like kind of referring people to them? Is that kind of like part of your business plan? Or? Yeah, uh, that's part of it. Um, so um, I've had some affiliate income uh, this month, for, for instance, from Algo Expert. And they're um, someone I interviewed actually who didn't have a CS degree and then went on to work at Google. And then he made this product called Algo Expert, where you basically can prepare for technical interviews and get help with algorithms. So it's good, especially if you're maybe someone that's 
taught themselves to code from home. Uh, so yeah, I get, um, so if I mention that link in an article and I say, Hey, this is an affiliate link, I'll get a percentage of that. I'll get, um, yeah, some percentage of other affiliate sales, like for courses, the main ways I make income though, are things like my newsletter, which are sponsored. So my, the blog newsletter for Nociestry is sponsored by Swizek Taylor, who's a programmer who's got a serverless handbook website. And so obviously yeah, I'm reading through that right now. Oh, awesome. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, yeah, so obviously I do, um, and I have other things like boot camps have sponsored some of the art schools. So, but only like at the moment I've got, I think I've done something about 55 interviews and like two or three of the articles have been sponsored <laughs> just in case anyone thinks I'm selling out. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, it's a combination of things like some sponsorship from boot camps, uh, newsletter sponsors, sponsorship, affiliate links. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's most of it. And of course, things like the, the jobs board. So no CS. Okay. So you pay like $99, uh, and you can get your listing like pinned to the top of that. And that goes out in a, in a mailing list as well. That's nice. cool. Um, is there any other way for people to like support and contribute to any of your projects? Sure. Um, I mean, I would like to say like there's uh, people have been very helpful and supportive already. So it's kind of, um, I kind of started this in the last summer and uh, yeah, it's definitely surpassed my expectations. So I've got like 3,000, I think 3,300 Twitter followers now who are all really awesome. Uh, and everyone, yeah, everyone's been really great. So I haven't like a little bit of background for your listeners is this is all bootstrapped. Um, I don't pay for advertising. So everyone that finds me on Twitter has found me just organically because they like the content. So that's really good. Um, nice. so yeah, everyone's been really awesome. I do have, um, a page on, uh, buymeacoffee.com and the, so it's yeah, buymeacoffee.com slash no CS degree. So, awesome. um, yeah, I kind of, when I started, I, um, I was like pushing that a lot and that got, I got some money like the first like couple of months uh, before I'd, you know, in the, in the early stages, it's nice to have like that kind of validation from people willing to like, uh, yeah, willing to chip in. So I don't, I don't push it a ton, but um, at the same time, if you want to send me money, that's, that's fine by me as well. Yeah, definitely wouldn't say no to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually had a question about, you mentioned Peter Levels a few times now and that how he's your mentor. Do you have any advice on you know people trying to find mentors or even mentees and what they should do or look for? Uh, yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, yeah, uh, I guess. So I guess good places to hang out would be like the telegram groups I mentioned, like whip and maker log and also Twitter. Um, and I think, yeah, just what I'd say is like, 
Um, definitely message people. So, like, I'm on Twitter as uh, Pete Codes. So feel free to message me or tweet me or whatever, um, and ask me for advice if I can help. <laughs> I I will do. But um, so yeah, I think you can just like message. Lots of people are very helpful. Uh, in the kind of indie maker, kind of indie founder scene. Um, I should also say another really good resource is indiehackers.com, where lots <laughs> of people are starting businesses without any venture funding. And that's kind of a mix of technical founders as well as non-technical founders. But yeah, I'd say really just shoot someone a message and just try and be precise with what you need help with and they can and hopefully they can help you i'd say that's a better approach if someone messaged me and said can you be my mentor i'd be like well what does that involve and you know <laughs> right. it's kind of yeah i think if you're asking that it's kind of like it's maybe formalizing it a bit too much so when i say like i've got several people like I know Peter Levels and um, like Cortland Allen from Indie Hackers and um, other, yeah, loads of other founders. Um, but these are just people that I've messaged over the years and asked for advice. So I've never said like, will you be my mentor? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it doesn't have to be anything as like formal as that, I think. But really just, you know, if you if you look on Twitter and you're, uh, I'm sure you can find people that are in the, they're making things similar to you. And I I would say one other point is um, don't like, don't think that someone, someone like Richard Branson or, you know, a billionaires, most billionaires probably aren't going to check their DMs and res <laughs> right. respond to your request. So I, I don't know. I mean, if you like, I don't know. I don't really, I don't, yeah, sorry. I don't want to go on a rant, but I don't really get why people are like, oh, my business is zero. This is, you know, this billionaire because they're never, they're never going to message them or they're never going to. So it's a lot better if you're looking for a mentor, it's a lot better to look at someone who's a little bit ahead of you or quite a bit ahead of you, but it's, it's way easier to get a message back from someone who's making like 500 K than someone who's making like, you know, 500 million or, or 5 billion, mm -hmm. you know, those, those people right. probably aren't going to like reach back to you straight away and help you with your problem, you know? So, yeah, definitely. I think kind of piggybacking off of that. Um, I think if like, if you're searching for a mentee, even just to become a mentor, it's always like a good thing to just like try to help someone who's like a few steps behind you you know it kind of reinforces your um i guess your learning of whatever it is you're helping them with and yeah i think anyone who's a few steps behind you you're probably in like the best position to help them because you just kind of went through that yeah absolutely yeah i think that that's the other thing it's kind of like um if you're wanting if you're wanting advice from someone it's good that to do it, get it from someone that's done it like a few months ago or one or two years right. ago, as opposed to like, you know, 40 years ago when things were like, <laughs> you know, completely yeah. different. And yeah, I think it is, but I think it is good as well. Like I met someone for 
coffee in Edinburgh recently and I was like giving him I don't know some advice about sales and things like that and doing cold sales so um yeah it's also a nice feeling to just to um yeah just to help people out and it's also you know it's a good way to meet people as well and you can you know you can never have uh, too many friends so if someone pings me and like asks for help or something I'm yeah I'm always happy to help out if I can Cool. So yeah, uh, we can wrap up with like a little catch up session, something we'd like to do. Um, how's life been kind of like outside of your work with CS degree? Uh, yeah, it's really good. Um, I do, I'm very active. So I do lots of running with my, uh, got a running club in Edinburgh called each three milers. So I go out with them a lot for runs. Um, I've joined a gym, recently which has a swimming pool so i'm uh, doing lots of swimming and working out there um i just went nice. skiing for a week in france which was nice um i'm just bit to holiday for to go to um Tallinn in estonia so i'm gonna do some you know some traveling in the next couple of months so that sounds awesome. um sorry no, I was saying that sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, it's the it's a good thing about Europe. We've got like thirty countries packed into the size of the US, <laughs> basically, with all with their own you know language and culture and history and food. So it's yeah, so it's good. And yeah, I might spend some time over the summer. Yeah, doing some more traveling. I've not totally figured that out yet, but um, yeah, things are good. I'd say. Definitely, if you're finding a business, it's good to have other interests apart from business or apart from coding. So, yeah, yeah I do. Yeah, I've been like I've been exercising a lot recently. So, definitely being able to like go to the gym or go for a long run. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's good. It's refreshing. Yeah, my wife just forced me into a gym membership. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. Trust me, it's like everyone yeah doing an uh, doing like an hour of exercise every day it's like yeah it's really good <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of tech for humans if you enjoyed this episode please share it with your friends you can tweet us at tech for humans io and listen to all of our episodes at techforhumans.io that is tech the number four humans.io